Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Subreddit Spectacular. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Because I like just going to places around the world on Wander. And I went down a very strange rabbit hole that I did not mean to go down. And I wound up in the toilet on the International Space Station. <laughs> so I know what the bathroom on the ISS looks like now. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I so love you, it so much. When you have IBS on the ISS, you'll know where to go. Exactly. <laughs> like, are you still in there, comrade? I assume there's still Russians up there. Sure. All right, let's do this. Pooping in space. Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to point out to the people of the world, first of all, hello. We never really greet at the beginning of the show anymore. Now, people of the world and say thank you for listening to our show. Did we ever? Did we ever greet the people who listen to the show? Or were we always just focused on one another? Like we're doing a trust exercise <laughs> in an acting class. Are we doing all our right, Meisner now? I want you to close your eyes and turn around mm-hmm. and fall backwards. All right, here I we go. I'll catch you. Don't! Oh, God. Oh, I forgot we're doing this socially distanced from across town. That's my fault. I, I'm sitting in a chair. You know what else you're doing mm. is growing your hair long enough for a ponytail, as you just showed me before we started it. recording. I hate how it so can, much. Y- Y'all, how can make a ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> you know who you look like with your little baby ponytail in the back? Every skater in 1990? My dentist from when I was a kid. Ew, you had a dentist with a ponytail and you and still an went? Ring. Yeah. Dr. DeBerry. Dr. DeBerry's going to defix your teeth. <laughs> Get in this chair in this alley. I just found it. Isn't it great? Just like new. He was our pediatric dentist, which I think is great that a pediatric dentist is like, well, I have to be cool. So what's cool? I know. Earrings and ponytails are cool. Kids like those. <laughs> So I got a lollipop, a copy of Highlights for Children, and a backup bassist for a cover band. (laughs) You got the copy of their demo? (laughs) He gives it to you in that little bag that has a toothbrush and a floss in it when you leave. Yeah. It's all Latter-day Doobie Brothers covers. We're really good, man. Latter-day Doobie Brothers. That's that Mormon Doobie Brothers group, right? Yeah. By the way, that, that you just mentioned the checklist of things that a mother will tell you to avoid when you're out at the mall as a kid. Stay away from guys with ponytails, stay away from guys with earrings, and stay away from dentists, whatever yeah. you do. For God's sake, stay away from dentists. Sorry if there are any dentists listening. They'll inject you with a needle and take you out. That was my mother's fear was that if I went with her to the mall and wandered off too far on my own, that somebody would inject me with a needle and that's how I would be taken, which I'm sure has happened, but sure. not very often. Oh and certainly not God. a lot in the early 80s. I freaked my mom out. I may have talked about this on our Halloween candy episode when she was like, I have to check every piece of your Halloween candy because I want to make sure there's no razor blades in it because my mom believes in urban legends. Sure. She's like, I have to check and make sure there's no razor blades in it. And even as a child, I was like, I can poke some holes in this. <laughs> 
literally because I was like, yeah, well, what if someone injected them? Are you going to be, really be able to see a needle hole in every piece of candy that I have? Are you checking that closely? And she got frustrated and left the room. <laughs> I did not mean to scare my mother, but I totally scared my mother for no good reason at the idea of, well, someone could just inject it with a needle. Also, what a dark thought for a little kid. <laughs> mother, they could all be injected. Oh my Somebody God. could have taken a needle to every single piece, including this bit of honey, mother. Oh, yeah, don't let me check for razor blades before you eat those. Why, mom? They all have trans fat in them anyway. <laughs> I'd rather be quick at this point. That's the, <laughs> Halloween is the only time where your parents will be like, don't eat apples. Don't eat those apples. Just throw them away. Yeah. Eat this Reese's cup. Yeah. Celery. What murderer gave you this? No, throw it away. Throw it out. Have some bubble gum. Yeah, that's what the normal families give out. <laughs> All right. Well, we are not here today to talk about tainted Halloween candy. Okay. We are here today. There is something that I say at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is, and now it just it just it comes out at the end. I don't even think about it anymore, yeah. really is there are many more topics to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter, check out the Maximum Fun subreddit, or, and then you go right. from there. Sure. And I realized we have not checked the Maximum Fun subreddit in four years. <laughs> we have done 280-some-odd episodes of this show that have aired as of this point right now, and we have not checked the subreddit in four years. So today we are going to do... A clean slate subreddit spectacular. You know, I sometimes I think we're not as successful as we should be. Mm-hmm. And then I think about times I haven't checked the email and not having checked the subreddit in a long time. And I'm curious, first of all, this is your first time ever visiting that subreddit, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, it's my first time ever visiting Reddit outside of just looking like if I need instruction on some digital thing. Okay. It'll be, it'll be like instructions buried on how to, you know, find a menu that I can't find on a website or something. Here's my next question for you. How long has it been since anybody has suggested anything in either? I think there are two threads. Mm-hmm. How long has it been? The, the thread I went to was two, which leads me to believe it was the later of the threads. Okay. And that thread has been closed for four years. So you pried it up with a crowbar and it went, pried it up. Well, no, you know, you can't add anything to it, but you can still read it. I see. So I read it and I, I've got a list of some pretty fun stuff on here for us. Okay. Some of them you pointed out when I sent you the list. You're like, yeah, we already did that. I, I don't yeah. know. That's fine. It's hard to remember. So I look at it and it jumps out, but there are other times where I will think of an idea or I will see something suggested and I'm not sure. And even though I keep a pretty detailed list of what we've done and what we haven't, I don't go check that every time. I just, those yeah. stuck out. To, one of them I know we did in New York. Right. Yes. So if I mention one of these that we've done, you'll be like, we already did that. I'll, I will say it and I will try to remember when. And I apologize. I did not write down any of the names of anybody. Oh, that I was going to ask these. that. You didn't get any of the names. No. Should I go? We'll go back through later and do that. You know what? I'll say the that internet, now. And no, we won't. The internet is a bastion of anonymity. Nobody really knows who anybody else is. Yeah. And isn't it? Yeah. It's that like, way? like, what does it really matter? If, okay. Uh, Frogger nine wants to know. Yeah. Now we usually get people's full names on there, but I apologize that we did on this. Do you know how many people out there claim to be the person who invented the slanket or snuggie? This uh, is the same. 
you you put out a topic and anybody can say, oh, that was my topic. And they're not wrong. They're yeah. Schrodinger's right. Yeah. Schrodinger's topic. These are all Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's topics. topics. They're both yours and not yours. Yep. They are dead in a box. Here we go. Let's start easy. Okay. Heads or tails? You know, there's something fun about the heads of coins all around the world. Mm-hmm. Particularly in the U.S., that, those are the coins I'm most familiar with. I think, I think, yeah, this will be mostly a U.S. We're a U.S.-based show. There's, it's neat to have figures from American history on the fronts of coins, but it, when they came out with the collectors' quarters a couple of years ago, where each of the 50 states got their own special quarter, they put the special stuff on the back. Yeah, that feels like the back is like on the quarter. You get the eagle. You get Monticello on the back of the nickel. Yeah, the dime's got memorial the, on the back yeah. of the penny. It's the front of a of a coin. You always know what it's going to be. It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. It's a profile view of one of our presidents, and it does not change at all. There are quarters I have never seen. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that's been. I I tried to collect all fifty of them. I sure you did. You know, I I quit because it was hard and I quit things that are difficult. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, just look at the free weights in the corner of my apartment. (laughs) But, uh, but there's something wonderful about the back of a coin because, you know, you can tell an old penny because it's got the two Laurel torch kind of things on it. Mm -hmm. You've got all of the different state quarters and then they did a national park series and then, like a great Americans from each different region series. Like it's uh it's one of those wonderful things. My introduction to that being the bicentennial quarter as a kid, because mm-hmm. you always would get the quarter that looked the same on the back. And then every once in a while there was one, they're like, Oh, this is the cool bicentennial yes. one. That With was the, the first, mm-hmm. that was the yeah. first coin I remember being an outlier. And so it was really exciting to get those. And that excitement, I think bled over into all the, different things that they're doing with them now. So I think this one's an easy one. Yeah. The tail side of a coin feels like a blank slate. Yeah. In a good way. It's, like, it's an open canvas. You can do whatever you want. I will say, if you ask me to, to call it in the air, I'll probably say heads most of the time. And I don't know why. I don't, I, I understand statistically there's a negligible difference between the chance it'll land one side or the other. I think there is like a 0.001% chance in favor of one side or the other. And I don't even mm-hmm. remember what, where, where the advantage lies, but for some reason I always say heads mm-hmm. on the tail flip. It's funny. But I, I like always say the, tails. The ta- so that's well, good. Go. We should start settling these with a coin flip when you <laughs> and I can't agree. Yeah. So you don't hear heads. Damn it. Yeah. I'm surprised that this feels so such like an elementary binary for us. That yeah. I'm surprised we haven't done this one yet. I know. Well, if we have, neither of us remember, so it didn't count. Yeah, but it's tails. Asked, asked and answered. by someone and answered. <laughs> Thank you, mystery asker, whoever you are. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you want to do next? I sent you the list. You've got it in front of you. I don't. I've, I'm purposefully flying blind because I have a oh. tendency on these to start looking at different uh, screens, right. but I've made this full screen. I'm I'm here engaged oh, with you. It's just my face on the entirety of your screen. Well, me too. I like to look at my. Yeah, I covered my, own my face with the uh, with the list. <laughs> Horrific hair. Every like day, that. every day I check to see if there's a work meeting, so I know whether or not I have to shower. Dude, your that's hair where is, we are. Your hair is epic. It's so bad. It's so it's not, long. I mean, here glorious. I can. 
There you go. I'll yeah. really get it out. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's I look fantastic. like a Vincent Schiavelli character. <laughs> this is Vincent Schiavelli train. is a Vincent Schiavelli character. That's true. He is his own character. God rest right. his soul. Did I ever tell you about the crazy night I had with that guy? No. I just moved to L.A. And I was with some friends and we went to the Formosa Cafe. And we're sitting there at the cafe and... Vincent Chiavelli is in there. He was one of my first celebrity sightings in LA and, uh, he was by himself and one, like, because we were absolutely shameless kids that had just gotten to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were all like, dude, you're Vincent Chiavelli. We're big fans. You're awesome. And then repeated his resume back to him and he enjoyed that came over, sat down with us and we had a couple of drinks with Vincent Chiavelli, who was a very, very <laughs> nice man. And he told us all about his affinity for pipe tobacco. I just remember he wanted to talk about pipes. And we were like, all right, let's talk about pipes with Vincent Chiavelli. Which, by the way, is uh, if he had not sadly passed away, that would probably be a Twitch stream I'd watch. Yeah. Talking pipes with Vincent Chiavelli. <laughs> um, let's keep it. Okay. I, since I have the list in front of me, let's keep it yep. with money right now. It's like yeah. another good uh, money question. Money. Yeah, and <laughs> the way you said that was so ominous. Yeah, money, money. Let's take a look at when you're getting your change mm-hmm. at a store. Do you like to be given the coins first or the bills first? And this was surprising that there was actually a sub sub, you know, Reddit debate about whether it's better to get your coins first or your bills first. First of all, let me say this. In the middle of uh, the global pandemic we're all in the middle of right now, I don't want anybody handing me money that's been passed around by a million hands. I will hand sanitize. I will use my card, and then I will hand sanitize again. Yep. But before that era began, when you get your change, how do you like to get your change, Hal? Mark, you you have not worked retail specifically. You've worked service. I've worked a lot of restaurants. So I've worked retail, and I learned there to go dollar bills first. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're generally, you know, if somebody breaks a hundred, you do the 20, 40, 60, 80, and then you mm-hmm. count the smaller bills and then you get the change. What that also does is you put the bills down in the hand first and then that acts as sort of a dish to hold the change. That's what I always thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess for the counting back of the money, because I was taught, you know, something is $6.25, you count back the coins first. So it, if I if you gave me a ten, I would count back the coins first. So six twenty five, six fifty, six seventy five, seven dollars, and then give you three ones: seven, eight, nine, ten. You know what I mean? Like right, so that you can do that verbal count back. But yeah, I think using the coins as a paperweight and the bills as a dish, it's a it's a nice symbiotic relationship between the two. Yeah, you're by and large going to see anybody who deals with a cash register do bills first mm-hmm. and then do the coins second and the move for me putting them away is i will have my wallet i'll either put it down on the counter or i'll just put it in my pocket i'll tilt the coins into one hand put them in the pocket then the bills yeah. go in the wallet and then i'm on my way can i tell you a thing that i know it shouldn't drive me crazy because they are technically right but What's if that? something costs like you know ten dollars and three cents right right and i hand them a 20 and my brain goes don't reach in the change drawer don't reach in the change drawer. Please don't reach in the change drawer. And then they reach in the change drawer. And I'm like, man, it's three cents. Somebody's going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep the pennies later on in the day. I don't, <laughs> don't hand me $9 and 97 cents. Come on, man. 
That's somebody's business, Mark. Do you know how Richard Pryor stole all that money in Superman 3? <laughs> Fractions of a cent. Fractions a of a cent. Yeah. It adds up. Well, there was another movie where they did that too. Office Space. That was They did an Office of Space cent. also. Yeah. Is it worse when it's something is $10.03 and you have $20 that you hand over mm-hmm. and then you reach in for change and all you have is a nickel. So all of a sudden, one coin is about to become two more <laughs> coins. Now and they pocket. don't have the dish. Yeah. Now my pocket with one coin now has two coins in it and they are significantly worse coins. Yeah. 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 They're less, they're less valuable. They're not as pretty. They feel weird. Could you imagine having this conversation in like 1899 when you could actually get a sandwich for nickel or a dime? Like, what are these idiots talking about? I'll take that change. You're just throwing money on the ground. That's a week's worth of meals. I work a 900-hour week at a coal mine. Oh, man. Oh, too soon. Too soon. You're right. You're right. I apologize. How many hours are there in a week? In a work week, there are 40 40 hours. in a work week. No, I know that. I 168. Pers- 168. I was trying to figure out how many hours in a week are work hours. That's not bad. That's only 25% of the week is work right. week. Then another 40 hours of sleep if you're getting the normal amount of sleep. Yeah, I, I don't do that. And if you're commuting, you can add another hour onto that. So that's for a normal person. It's nine hours out of a 24 hour day. They're, they're out. Yeah. All right. Look, this is, oh, no, uh, sorry. This is, that's what's way more than that. It's 17 for goodness sake. So you get seven hours to yourself. You get a little time for breakfast. You get some time in the evening and then you go to bed. You wake up and do it all over again. Now it's different. We're in a right now, new it's, world we, now. We're in, we're, nobody knows what to do with themselves. I figured out how to do a Rubik's Cube. I finished two puzzles and I don't even like puzzles. <laughs> I redid all of, uh, we've redone our bedroom. We moved our bed over. I got Snoopy sheets. You what? Do you, uh, well, people may remember somewhat recently we did Worst Easter Candy with Stephanie DeBruzzo uh-huh. and she told us about VermontCountryStore.com, which right. is an actual Vermont country store. And I went there initially looking for like, can- like, oh, they have like old candies and I like to have like different, I just like to have stuff around to snack on and I mm-hmm. wanted to see what they had. But it's so much more than that because it is clothing and tablecloths and it feels like an upscale Cracker Barrel General store. But they have, <laughs> They have, an exclu- <laughs> they have an exclusive license. I know it's not saying much. It's like a, that's a, their baby steps. They have an exclusive license with peanuts and they had sheets that were for the cartoon peanut, the cartoon. Yes. Right. The peanuts gang, Charlie Brown and the, and the peanuts gang. And they had sheets that were not just for twin beds for kids, but all the way up to a king bed for adults. And so I went to Jennifer after where I was looking at it. I was like, these are somewhat expensive, but. Wouldn't they be fun to have? And we're not spending as much money right now. Like we can, this yeah. is a splurge. But I thought I have to catch her in the right mood as I would anybody. <laughs> it's not specific to her. Now, yeah, you're either going to want peanut sheets in a moment or you're not. But when I showed them to her, she was like, that sounds fun. Let's get them. Great. Oh, she's a good one. They're so nice. Are they the backup sheets or are they the primary? They're on the bed right now. They are. They are. Also, question, yeah, why do they make children's sheets in king size? Just for people like you? Or like, are there kids out there that have a king size bed? Because if Number you're a one, little kid, having a king size bed is like, that's just like having a room with mattress on the floor. Like that is proportionally, <laughs> you do not, you could, yeah. you could run laps on that. 
a very rich kid may have one, but yeah. peanuts are for everybody. It's not like they're brand new. And they appeal no, to true. adults as well as children. And yeah. the children inside all of us. I Look, I love it. I'm not against it. Okay, good. I'm on board for the peanuts sheets. Thank you. I just think, uh, I, I just, I just think it's fun to think about the person in a boardroom when they're like, <laughs> okay, so we're going to make these, uh, Snoopy sheets for kids and someone raising their hand and going, with all due respect, ma'am, why stop there? Do I look like a child to you? Is that what I am? <laughs> I'm an uh, adult. How- Hal, we, we know you're an adult, uh, and also your Snoopy hoodie that you can zip all the way up and then look like Snoopy looks great, <laughs> but you are in a boardroom. <laughs> I put it on and I go, <laughs> and then I run out of the room. <laughs> but yes, it is uh, coins first. <laughs> Asked by no, someone. Bill's first. Bill's first. Uh, Bill's Bill's first. Sorry, yeah, Bill's first, and then coins on top is what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Asked by someone and answered. Okay, here's one that I think will be fun. Someone asks, when you go to see a movie in the theater Mm -hmm. that offers both, do you watch the 2D or the 3D version? This is one, this has been on the list for a while. Well, 2D versus 3D animation has been on the list for a while. That's true. That's true. I I have strong feelings about this. Mm-hmm. I, I know our producer, Ken, who is not here and thus cannot ring in. He mm-hmm. loves 3D. He loves mm-hmm. like the experience. Well, I will of be, it. I will be on team Ken then because I love a 3D experience. I've, there are very few times I've seen a movie in 3D where I felt like it made it significantly better in any way, shape or form. Yeah. What movies are on that list? I thought Thor, the original Thor was really good in 3D. Mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War was okay for me. It just didn't add, it's, I, it's, they don't film it for 3D. They just, it just adds more depth. And I feel like that is, right. it is an imperfect technology right now. Mm-hmm. And so I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much. I find like 2D to be just fine. I don't have to deal with whether it's the electronic glasses where you push them up and then for a second the sensor's covered and everything goes 2D. Like there are, there mm-hmm. are more opportunities also for it to, for it to go awry. Or right. I've had ones that weren't charged and have to go get new ones. And the reward behind that of if everything works, and that's a, that's the risk of it. The reward mm-hmm. to me isn't great enough that I go, but I'm going to risk it anyway. I will go see, like for a big opening for a Marvel movie, I'll go see a 2D and then 3D back yeah. to back. Do they film the Marvel movies in 3D and then release them in 2D? Because that's a thing that I remember the first movie I saw that had been sort of up-converted was mm. the first Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland movie. Okay. And that, that was the first one where they were like, we're doing this technology where it wasn't shot in 3D, but we're making it 3D. And that, to me, I don't like as much. I, I agree with you on that. The return is not worth the downsides of feeling like you are wearing sunglasses in a movie so everything's a little dark. Yeah. And also that version of it, it, it feels like it feels like flat planes rather than actual 3D, almost like a Viewmaster slide. Right. Or like the sets of a school play where you're like, mm-hmm. that's, uh, those aren't real trees and bushes. Those are flat right. set at different levels to, to give the illusion of, right. of three dimensional depth. But I think something that shot in 3D to be a 3D movie. Yeah. Is exceptionally fun. I don't know if they shot it for 3D and then down converted it or if they shot it in 2D and up converted it. But boy was Doctor Strange in 3D 
beautiful. Yes. That was another very good one. That was another very, very good one. But yeah, I weirdly, I, I as much as I love 3D, I think that you're right. I think the, because the question was specifically asked if the two versions are available, a 2D and right. a 3D version, I think that happens more often than not for something that was shot in 2D and then up-converted rather than a movie that was like Jaws 3D, but you're going to see it in 2D at the see, movie theater. Now that I think is a great experience. There is a 1976 movie called Ape, uh-huh. and it is a South Korean ripoff of King Kong because mm-hmm. King Kong was being remade at the time with Jessica Lang, with Jessica Lang and Jeff Bridges. This movie stars a young Joanna Kearns. Joanna As the hero. Kearns. Why do I know Joanna Kern? Uh, she's the, she's from Growing Pains. She's the mother in Growing Pains. Oh, yes, yes. Gotcha. Most famously. Mm-hmm. The giant ape is clearly a guy in, in a guy who uses the same suit that is later given to Jim Belushi in Trading Places. <laughs> the fakest looking. You can see t-shirt. You can see neck. You can see mm-hmm. holes in the armpits. It moves with this weird, like, loping. Like the arms are doing this weird swaying thing, but it was filmed to be in 3D. It's Mm. super cheap. And the way you can tell is sometimes the ape, when he's fighting the military helicopters, will throw boulders, but the bolt, the boulder will come right at the camera, but the boulder clearly has a ring on the top of it and is on a line coming towards the camera. (laughs) They didn't have the money to hide it or just didn't care. Like people will be so wowed that this ape is throwing a boulder at them that they won't possibly notice that it's just swinging on a piece of string. Right. So that is, that takes that movie. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Next time we're in the same room, I'll, I have it on DVD. We'll watch it. I remember when I was a kid, they put I, the, the one that gives me the biggest headache. They're also this. Would, here's a fun sub question for you, and I mm. think there's a probably a correct answer is what kind of headset do you like the best? There is the red and blue, which made me think of it because this movie they played Hondo, an old John Wayne movie, on mm-hmm. TV in 3D, and you would get your 3D glasses in the Knoxville newspaper, and then you would watch the movie that night on television. And man, that was the most exciting because it felt like we had a movie theater at home as a kid. Yeah. But the red blue is terrible. Polarized is a little better. The real D. The black where they're black and white or I mean, where they're black. And yeah, you can put, yeah, they, they just, they look like cheap sunglasses. They look like sunglasses. You can put them over your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that is a, a version of 3D where there are vertical lines on one eye and horizontal lines on another oh. eye. So like, so if you take a, if you take two pairs of polarized 3D glasses and stack them on top of each other, left eye to right eye, it will be totally black. Wow. It uses concepts of vertical and horizontal to differentiate the two feeds. The newer version that I love, there's also the IMAX version where it's like a digital headset that actually is triggering rapid fire back and forth between a signal going back to either one of your eyes. That Mm -hmm. version is amazing and super high tech. There's also polarized radial 3D where they have somehow figured out instead of making it the up and down or side to side lines, they're in a spiral pattern, which means if you tilt your head, you don't have to keep your head perfectly straight Mm -hmm. for the movie to remain in 3D. That always annoyed me when I would tilt my head sideways and suddenly the movie's blurry. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is that you have to watch it a very specific way. You can't yeah. turn your head too much. You can't look too high or too low yeah. or else the illusion, it's too easy. The illusion feels very fragile. I do think we'll get to a point 
where it's better. Maybe it'll be some version of like the Jaws 4D from Back to the Future 2 where it's a hologram. <laughs> Just a giant hologram. I'll tell you, the Oculus Quest movie theater, you can watch movies in 3D on there. There's no dimming from wearing the sunglasses. There's no tilting your head a certain way because the Oculus is in 3D already. You right. don't have to have special glasses. That version, fantastic. And I tell you a dirty little secret about me yeah. and the Oculus. You're talking about big screen. Big course. screen, yeah. With- on, on the Oculus. I went and checked it out. Mm-hmm. Finally got it to work. It was it was acting weird. We kept like it was in beta around. for like two years. <laughs> so I finally went. I was like, all right, I'm going to rent a movie. I'm going to mm-hmm. rent something I've already seen, but I'm going to watch it in 3D, which I'd mm-hmm. seen. And I chose Jackass 3D. Mm-hmm. It was rent it for five bucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I rented it. I watched the trailer. It's very cool. They sit you in a movie theater. So when you're looking around, yeah, you're in a theater. It's amazing. It's very very cool. And then uh, you get like 48 hours to watch it. And I mm. never came back to watch it. It was $5 I wasted. <laughs> well, I mean, it, look, it's an ask because you're going to be wearing this big bulky thing on your head. I just for forgot. two hours. I, but I want to do it. I want to, I want to try that experience because that feels like you won't have any of the issues you'd normally have. This may be a yeah. way to watch 3d movies that I can get behind. It's great. I watched Hugo on there. The mm. George Melier, Martin Scorsese movie. And it is so much fun because it's a movie about the beginnings of cinema and the magic of the beginnings of cinema. And here I am watching it in my very own grand palatial virtual reality theater. You know what I mean? It just, <laughs> yeah. it felt like it was coming full circle. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. But I think in general, it's the 2D version of a movie. There's nothing on your head. It's not extra dim. You don't get a headache. A lot of people get headaches from the things. Check back in in five years. Maybe it'll change. Yeah. Next time we check the subreddit. Yeah. Asked and answered. Uh, Asked and answered. All right. (laughs) We're never checking that subreddit again. We're never checking the subreddit again. Should we drop it from the end of this episode? Should we officially retire the Maximum Fun subreddit? Should we? Oh, that's... Is that the only way to end this spectacular? By saying... We don't, we're not active there anymore. So now there are only yeah. three ways to get us. Yeah. To, I, to I, I, I look, I, this is a big deal for us. I'm down wow. to do it though. I know. It's... I didn't even realize it. Yeah. This is the retirement party for the maximum fun subreddit as it relates to, we got this. I know it's very active right. for yeah. everything else. Oh yeah. Jordan, Jesse go. Jordan is hilarious on there and posts mm-hmm. fun things. And yeah. yes, as I just saw today. So yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll retire it at the end. Okay. That'll be our last of the, maybe we'll retire. That'll be the last of our clean slate topics. Will we? Now it's, now it's a mystery. Now it's up in the air. Let's move from motion pictures to one of our favorite topics. And that is food. Mm. Let's see. Julian Assange on the subreddit. No, that's not right. That can't be. What? (laughs) We said no names. We said it's probably better to say no names. Let's say no names. Okay. Do you really need your emails dumped out there? Uh, taco or burrito? Oh. This is hard because there's one that is clearly way easier and there is one that offers more. If I could have tortilla chips inside a burrito, that's the winner because it's the, the thing you lose by having a burrito is the crunch of a taco. Even if, although you can get a soft shell taco. Yeah, but at that I point, mean, it's just a mini burrito. Yeah. It's just you a burrito that has, burrito. yeah, it's a, it's a burrito that everything falls out of. Or an uncooked taquito. Yeah. 
<laughs> even though that's not true either, because that's basically like two things inside of it. Oh boy. You know, my brain says burrito because of the amount of stuff you can put in it. And for me, like if it's a generally we had a Freebirds out here. Do you know Freebirds? That's the song that you hold up your lighter to, right? That's right. You and then a and then a burrito descends from the clouds. Ooh, I like that. Freebirds is a place I think that they started up north, northern California. As like a like college area, and they make gigantic burritos. That's their whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you go and you fill it. And I would always fill it with the same things. Give me uh, Spanish rice. Mm-hmm. Give me whatever combination of meats. Give me queso. Give me tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I'm home. That's it. I don't want okay. anything else That's in it. there. No beans, but no lettuce. No, no sour cream. No, no lettuce. No sour cream. I'll do lettuce in a taco. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge sour cream guy. So I, I'm such a basic B about this kind of stuff <laughs> that. Like I, I like a burrito just because of the, I like how much of it there is. It feels like a big full meal, which I really like, but mm-hmm. tacos, it feels like I, I can either have like three tacos or I can have a burrito. And, you know, that's a good point because with tacos, you can also get a variety of them. If you have a burrito, right. the whole thing tastes like a burrito. If you are getting get tacos flight. from a lot of, you can get a flight from a lot of places. I guess mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, Fast food Taco Bell was the first thing that popped in my head, which is really the same six or seven ingredients just rearranged into assorted things. But yeah, like a place that'll do like Trejo's does, you know, you can you get a, a fish taco, a vegan yep. avocado, a vegan fried avocado taco and a shredded chicken taco. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's that fun playing around with all the little, and there are, there is more variety to the taco. You can get the hard shell. You get the soft shell, like you said. You get the Mexican street tacos, which is two little corn tortillas stacked on top of each other, not crisp, but warmed up with, you know, cilantro and pico de gallo and, yeah, and a protein on it. Yeah. Does the variety and the nuance that you can get with a taco, does that trump the absolute convenience of a burrito? Like burrito is so convenient that now that's how I eat my breakfast is in burrito form. I think the the argument we're trying to make here Mm -hmm. that you can order a bunch of tacos and they're all different Mm -hmm. is really more of a vote for the burrito than it is for the taco. Because we're saying it takes takes a variety of smaller tacos to equal how great a burrito is. Burrito is, what's great about it is it's the whole meal wrapped up. You get everything together. Every bite, you get a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. If you get chipotle, which I love, and you get it loaded with like the peppers and onions and, and everything. Then some bites are a little heavier on some things than others. Mm-hmm. And even down to the very last bite, it's just enjoyable. And yeah, I just think I like, I think I just like burritos better, although I love them, but I hate that they're, but does I hate that they're fighting. I know. I know. I don't want them to fight. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted this. Cause frequently I'm not going to lie. I'll order both. Sure. I'll get a little burrito on a couple of tacos, but like, I think that the thing that the taco has going for it, aside from the fact that you can get variety in a sit in one meal is the variety within itself. There is a textural variety, you know, that I don't, that I think is harder to get in a burrito because when everything is steaming inside a tortilla, the, you lose a bit of the texture to it. And I think texture is a really important part of it, which is why I said before, if you can, you know, put corn chips in a uh, burrito, but even like, you know, shredded lettuce or something for me, I need, I need something that is going to give it a crunch. What happens the first time you crunch into your taco? Inevitably. Oh, it goes everywhere. There's no eating a taco in the car. 
you lose a bunch of the taco. <laughs> you lose a bunch of the taco. The burrito. Do you know this trick, by the way? What? For maintaining taco integrity? No. Shredded cheese on the bottom of the taco shell. Oh, so it doesn't get soggy. Well, no, so it doesn't break. Also, it won't get soggy, but yeah, like, it, but if you bite it, some tacos you bite into it, the whole thing just snaps in half. The cheese keeps it from snapping in the half? The cheese keeps it from snapping in How? half. How? It's, it's like a layer of glue on the bottom. Cheese glue. That doesn't feel right. This feels like something you made up. No, try it. Trust me. I cheese will. on the bottom. Oh, I'll try it. Yeah, you do that. I will. Man. Yeah, this is tough. I, I don't, I love them both. I think there is, but, but in LA, I am frequently eating in the car. Yeah. And there is absolutely no eating tacos in the car. But the question is not what is the best thing to eat in the car? That's true. It's just taco or burrito. Just in general, wherever you are, you're Mm -hmm. going to be able to eat more of your burrito than you, your taco, you're going to have to wind up scraping it up. So you get to, you get the full eating experience Mm -hmm. of the burrito more likely, unless you overload it so much that you take a bite and it explodes. That can happen too. Sure. But there's something fun about like the peeling back a little. I don't even do the peeling back. I like to just hold the whole thing and eat it like I don't need a governor on how I eat the burrito. Hang on a second. Like, it just you just eat it willy nilly like assorted spots. Well, I don't eat. No, like, I, now like, I'm gonna take I a go bite out of this down. end. Now I'm gonna get a bite of this end. Big old hunk from the side. I go uh, top big old down, hunk from I, the other <laughs> side like it's an apple. Look, ultimately, I'm afraid I'm gonna bite into the into the aluminum foil. So I just get rid of it. I'm like, I don't need this. It'll be fine. If it's a little messy, it's okay. Tacos are the same thing. Although tacos, mm. my thing is I hold it from the back so that my finger is protecting it from uh, everything. Smart. And also like you get but you can get bites of a taco you're, if you if you start from the you always have to start from the bottom, but eventually it gets to, to a place where it's too wide and you either mm. have to double bite or you just start at the top. Yeah. In which case you're not getting the filling. So you can get you can have unsatisfactory bites of a taco. I feel like a burrito because it steams and because it's all mixed together. Every mm. bite has pretty much everything until you get to the very, very end. And even that it's, you get all the juices and stuff. Yeah. I look, I, I think that it is ultimately going to be the burrito because it's got a lot going for it. I think yeah. that the burrito having, I, for me, I need some sort of crunch in there. Even if it's like a corn and bean medley that some mm-hmm. places will put in there, just something to give something a little toothsome in it. Sure. No, it's not. So it doesn't feel like I'm eating mashed potatoes wrapped in a soft tortilla. There are no, and also breakfast burritos way better than a breakfast taco. That's a hundred percent true. And you can put crispy bacon in there, and you get your crunch. I, exactly. I go to my same breakfast burrito place. All I make myself a breakfast taco every morning for breakfast. Though. You've taken me to your breakfast burrito place. It's very yeah, good. I've had a great? breakfast burrito there. I loved it. I frequently also will fool myself when I'm eating a burrito mm. because what I will do is I will. I'll ask for it to be cut in half Mm -hmm. and then I will wrap up half of the burrito and put it in the bag. So it's not going to spill or go anywhere. And then I will eat the half of the burrito that I'm going to have for lunch. And then I will immediately open the bag and eat the half of the burrito that I was going to have for dinner. Sure. But you have the option at least like the burrito is a full, like that's the serving is you're eating the whole burrito. You can save it. That's the thing. That is another, another bonus for the burrito is that you can't really save half a taco if you get full. That's true. You know, I mean, you can blend it, put it in a blender. <laughs> Are you a fan of the uh, wet burrito? Yes. There's a place out here. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Alan B's, I think, is the name of it. 
For those who don't know, the wet burrito is a burrito slathered in enchilada sauce. Yeah, Impossible enchilada to sauce. eat in the car, but oh man, are those uh, good. We Somebody had told me about it because it had won some like food website's best mm-hmm. burrito in the country or, or it was a finalist. So Jennifer and I went sometime last year and got it. And it's like a stand. It's kind of downtown. It's like not a place where you necessarily want to just sit there and eat it, but we got it and sat at a, at a table. We were there early when it opened. And it was so good. It was my first time really having a wet burrito. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely I love that. You just make it all it. over. You know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. it's it's available in other places. But the burrito has won over the taco, everybody. Yeah, I don't know what to it, tell you. Sorry, Julian, if you were a uh, taco fan. Don't stop burrito. bringing his name up. Why would you do it? Why would you keep bringing his name up? Nothing good comes of that. Nothing good. This, uh. Mr. I, I just think of anonymous internet person, and that's the only name that pops into my head, even though he is clearly not anonymous. I think it was Alan Smithy. Asked and answered. Alan Smithy. Asked and answered. Okay, here's how I want to do the next one. I want you and I each to think of a contender and think of ourselves as their corner man. We're going to put each of our contenders in the ring, and we're going to see who wins. And the contender that we are looking for is the contender for grossest vegetable. So take a second, think about it. I've got mine. I know who I'm bringing into the ring. Ugh, ugh. There's so many vegetables I just don't like. I feel like I'm gonna lose this one, but I've got one. You got one? Yeah. All right. I'll give you. You want to give me mine first, or you want to go? I want to hear yours. In the first corner, weighing in at, I don't know, like. An ounce. They're tiny. They're gross. They are somehow both hairy and slimy. And that is, of course, the tiny little vegetable of my homeland, okra. <laughs> wow. The grossest, in my opinion, the grossest vegetable. Wow. In the other corner, from parts unknown, <laughs> in the dirt, it's the grossest vegetable. No cap. It's the mushroom. Oh, come on. They stick. They are, we, they have a weird texture. And then as soon as you cook them up, they get slimy and they smell horrific. And you can't get that smell out of anything. As much as you want it to be gone, it's not. And it just sort of invades in this stinky, gross. Look, everything you're grossness. describing about mushrooms is exactly what, what I feel about okra. But I think mm-hmm. that mushrooms, you can mitigate that with mushrooms. It's a lot harder to mitigate. <laughs> is that how you do it? Is that how you There's mitigate There's a million it? different delicious versions of mushrooms. For vegetarians, they are a source of umami and protein and they, you, they fill out a burger. I'm team, mm-hmm. I'm team pro mushroom and I'm team very anti okra. I have no feelings about okra one way or the other. My wife loves it. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you have to work so much harder. To make okra good. There's a reason they put it in the chopped baskets to stump people. (laughs) See how you do with this, jerk. Yeah, and then people cook it and they're like, nope, it's gross and hairy and slimy still. Like, take everything you don't like about mushrooms and add hairy. I'll say this though. Okra was hairy. Yeah. They're like, they have like, like a couple of days growth of not shaving. So they're stubbly. Yeah, they're pass. Yeah. Mushrooms, I will give you this. Mush- the underside of a mushroom, all those little ribs, that's uh, a weird texture. 
Oh my god! And then you then you put it, and then, and then it like oh, and sometimes like oh, when you have like a casserole and it's made with cream and mushroom soup, and you get a little like <laughs> you're eating like oh, this is so good. I love this. I love all the things of this. And then you get a little taste of slimy, a little slimy mushroom chip works its way into your mouth, and it just ruins the whole bite. Well, but like, wait a minute! You just want to. <laughs> Get out of your mouth. But you were talking about how terrible the flavor of mushrooms is. But you'll eat something that's made with cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, the the flavoring of it. But it's Mm. really the soup. I don't think it has anything to do with the mushroom. If you use cream of chicken soup, I'd be a lot happier. (laughs) Or cream of corn, or cream of tomato. Let's get crazy. What my mom used, and I know we talked about this on one of our Thanksgiving episodes. She, I did not eat mushrooms until I was almost drinking age. So (laughs) fourteen. I walked right into that one. <laughs> um, I didn't eat mushrooms until I was 20 or 21. Right. And it was because my mother hated them. Mm-hmm. And she never put them on anything. She still hates them. She will avoid them at all costs. And look, I get it. Everybody has foods that they don't like. You are clearly in the same camp with my mother in not liking mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But uh, I forgot. I totally forgot where this story was going. Because yeah, because the slimy. mushrooms are getting to your brain now. They're sliming no, their got, way in there. I got sidetracked over. by you making fun of me. It's a fungus. Beer. It's yeah. a fungus that we eat. And why? Because they're they're good for you. They're delicious. No, a lot of things are good for you. Oh, I know where I was going. I know I've yeah. talked about this in our Thanksgiving episode. So mm-hmm. the classic green bean casserole with the. French's crispy onions on top and the cream of mushroom soup. My mom does not do it with cream of mushroom soup because in, you know, if you're in the South, you can get away with things like this. She's like, nope, I'm getting cheddar cheese soup, which is oh, yeah. also in that same aisle with the soups, but really sure should is. be pumped out of a spigot at a ballpark onto chips. Sure. So my entire growing up, I was like, this green bean casserole is amazing. And mm-hmm. then I had someone else's and I was like, this does not taste like ballpark nachos. Oh, what are these gross little slimy bits that are in there? Yeah. Oh, I'm sitting somebody, these out. Somebody chop up a bat and put it in this casserole and now I'm eating bits of it. Yeah. there's. I'll say this though. We Look, have you had your fun with your hate fest on mushrooms, Hal? Just don't. I, I don't, don't think get that it. they can. I don't think they can be okra as grossest. I feel like there's a grosser one, but I, but neither of us are thinking of it. Squash can be super gross if you cook it wrong. It's anything that turns slimy when you cook it wrong. Yeah, but I like a softer veg. I don't like it to be super crispy and have a bite. To, I like. I like to put it in like a stew or like a chili type of setting. I, right. That, that is something I will do, and then I love the way it turns out because. It's kind of soft, but I still get a little bit of the flavor of it, and I I enjoy it. Like the flavor of it's good to me. There's nothing about mushrooms I like. I don't like the flavor. I don't like the smell, and I don't like the way they look at me. <laughs> Is that why you stomp on them so feverishly every time you play Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, I jump. I refuse to grow when I play Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. I will actively run away from that thing. Uh, the flowers fine. I like the star, obviously. Who doesn't? Yeah, but you can't get the star you- until you eat the mushroom, Hal. No. Yeah, so well, you have to eat your mushroom if you're going to get your raccoon wings. Or I guess it's not wings, it's the tail the, that makes you it's fly. The tail, yeah. Yeah, you got to have the mushroom. Before you pull big radishes from the ground? Yeah, before you put on your frog suit and go underwater. How many more costumes did Mario have? Mario was cosplaying before it was cool. 
Yeah, he really was, like has a full closet of different clothing. <laughs> like, don't you ever just and wear they do your... things like, well, I'll wear this if I want to fly. I'll wear this if I want to shoot fireballs. I wear this if I want to breathe underwater. It's amazing. He was the original Iron Man. Luigi just gets hand-me-downs. <laughs> oh, poor Luigi, but he could jump higher. That's true. He can. And he's faster. To the people of the world who want a, a mushroom tip that I learned is if you find them slimy and are not a mushroom fan for that specific reason, dry fry them in a pan with a little salt first. It draws out all the moisture, then put the uh, butter or oil or whatever in and then fry them from there. I think it's real chewy. <laughs> chewy mushroom. Come on, though, man. Okra. When was the last time you had okra and it aided a dish? Like, I look at a dish and I see okra side. and I'm like, well, that's ruined. It's its own thing. Sometimes I've had it like in th- soup okra before and it's okay. Okra as its own thing is, is, fried is okra. the last thing I want to touch on a plate. Oh, look, fried okra is nearly impossible to perfect. Mm. Fried okra is usually like a crappy onion ring because what it does is you look at this delicious little breaded thing. It almost looks like a little... Like it's, it's deceiving too. It looks like a, like a hot, like a fried jalapeno popper. And you're like, Ooh, this is going to be amazing. Get the little green stem on the top. It's about the same size. And then what happens when you bite into it is you get an entire shell of fry dough just falls right off. And then what you're left with is a green version of you ever seen a dog when they get excited and they have the lipstick. Uh. <laughs> That's what okra is to me, is it's the dog lipstick. Are you here to say that the shell of fried okra is just a Trojan <laughs> horse for a dog penis? Is that what you're here to say yeah, on this yeah, podcast? Yeah, I am. I will see your mushrooms don't smell good and raise you on okra is tiny dog penises. I can't argue with that. It's okra. Ask <laughs> an answer. I can't. This is the subreddit spectacular. You can't top that. Let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will close this out with a couple more. But in the meantime, hear about some of the wonderful shows on the Maximum Fun Network. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about uh, this, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And, okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future. Featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGiver. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. All right, Mark. What else you got? Do we have all more? Right. Did we do all of them? <laughs> I'm trying to see what else I have on here that we haven't done already. One of these that's on here, 
was requested by a couple of different people, but I'm reluctant to ask it because it feels like dangerous turf and insulting to an entire nation, regardless of which way we go. I'll tell you what, say what it is. And then if we decide not to do it, we'll bleep it out. Okay. Or yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay. It's (laughs) though. (laughs) Bleep that too, Ken. Yeah. (laughs) And you're right. All right, let's do one more and then we'll finish with our... Oh, the final, the ultimate topic. Should we continue to use Reddit? Let's do one more and then we will close out with with the ultimate subreddit. Yes. Spectacular topic. And I'm going to go with... I'll let you pick. We have belt or suspenders and button or zip fly. Give me button or zip fly, Alex. Button or zip fly. I zip fly. Why would the button flies when those came out, they really, they really worked hard to make button flies a big thing. Yeah. And they're so much like, imagine how you fumble to put a shirt on, but mm-hmm. then make it your pants, make it yeah. denim, which is much less forgiving <laughs> and rivets there. I feel like the zipper was a perfect invention. It did its job and still continues to do its job. Absolutely. Perfectly. And buttonfly pants, they're just, uh, uh, hey, w- you know that perfect invention you have? Why, why don't we get rid of that? The, the buttonfly, to me, is the equivalent of a washboard. You know what I mean? That's like saying washboard or laundry machine. They invented yeah. the laundry machine, man. The just, laundry machine? Yeah. It's Grandpa got the hand cramp. Grandpa here just called it a laundry machine. <laughs> I put my long johns and my dungarees in the laundry machine, and they come Look, out sparkling clean. I've been reading the 1905 Sears Roebuck catalog, so I have different names for all kinds of things. You do have it pasted to your walls. I do. I have a whole wall that is just pages from the 1905 Sears Roebuck catalog, including the brand new talking machine, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> I have found some gems in that. One of them was new fiction, now in paperback, The Call of the Wild by Jack London. I was like, oh, that is wild, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so um, bizarre. Did you have buttonfly jeans? I did. I've, I've had a few and I actually think I still have a pair of button fly jeans. Really? Yeah. And I don't, I didn't get them because of that. That is definitely a downside. And I was like, I really like these jeans. Now they're button fly. Well, I guess I'll get them anyway, even though there are myriad reasons why someone would need to remove their pants quickly in a situation. You ever really, really, really had to pee and you go in the bathroom and forget that you're wearing the button fly jeans? You're like, oh, man. Yeah, it is a gateway to an accident. And also, I would rather have my pants sealed with a bunch of little padlocks and carry around a prison guard's <laughs> ring of keys to try to open it than have a button fly. Because at least and, then and it's You don't even have the little rubber things so you know which lock is for which one. No, no. You have I to try the key. the key in each one of them. They're all skeleton keys, too. All of them. Each and every one. I'm going to have to send you this picture because I was at a store once that was selling clothing cheap because it was imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. One of the imperfect items that I grabbed was a pair of jeans, a pair of button fly jeans. Look, already an imperfection. Yeah. I go into the changing room to put them on. They're my size. I like the style. I go in the changing room to put these jeans on. Do you know what the imperfection on these jeans was? Yeah, what? They were missing all of the fly buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> if you don't discount these jeans down to a dollar, who is going to buy jeans 
the do not, I mean, unless you are a seamster or seamstress. Yeah. That I understand. Finally, a use for that jar of buttons I have on my dresser. <laughs> I can fix these pants up right quick. Just rip them apart and put a zipper on there. Oh, yeah. Psychopaths. Yeah. It's the zipper, man. Come on. Yeah. All right. Aston, never defeated. Aston never, answered. Yeah. Let's go to on to our final topic. And our final topic is, should we retire the subreddit? Or is this episode going to re-spark the subreddit? And then people that go on the Maximum Fun subreddit looking for other shows will see ours and go, what's that? Here's what's great about the subreddit. It's a great community full of a group of dedicated community members mm-hmm. who love to to interact, they love to support the shows that they love. They will check out new shows, which is really cool. And early on, it was fun to put something in and get a bunch of subjects, but mm-hmm. it requires us to go get them. We have to start a thread. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to having them come to like Twitter, they can add us, they can send us the an topics email. just come to us. So we're we're the downside is it's work. I'll put it this way. Uh-huh. This is gonna be like getting a puppy. We can have the subreddit mark, but you're uh-huh. gonna have to clean it, to clean up after it, you're gonna have to walk it, and you're going to have to feed it. I really want to tell a story that you don't want me to tell. Please don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you even imagine? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not as much fun as you might think all the time. Do you want to take responsibility for the subreddit and starting new topics on there? No, it's gone. Yeah, sorry. Asked and answered, but asked by us, answered by us. Yeah, we are officially no longer. Going to use the subreddit that we've right. never used. After five today. and a half years of doing this podcast. Wow. And telling you to visit the Maximum Fun subreddit for most of them. Mm-hmm. I think we started maybe four or five months in. We were on the Maximum Fun network. Mm-hmm. We are no longer going to tell you to do that. You now have three ways to get in touch with us and give us topics for the show. We have many of them. Still yet to cover, even with all the ones we retired here. That's right. All of these topics are closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. This feels so weird saying it like this, Hal. So please reach out to us on Twitter. Or you can email us at we got this podcast oh, at gmail.com so or go to the Facebook group and tell us, uh, <laughs> tell us the subreddits you're active on. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, especially the people of the world who four years ago sent us topics on the subreddit yeah. that we are just now getting to. Hey, we got there. You have our apologies and our thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.